art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. Emerald City Video, this is Russ. Do you have that one with that guy who was in that movie that was out last year? <sighs> Hello! Welcome to the Emerald City Video Podcast. Uh, this is Russ and Zach. Hello! <laughs> and, we're, and, we're very unpracticed. That's what we are. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, I mean, also, I didn't warn you that I was just about to start the course. We were talking for 15 minutes and, and yeah. not actually filming. But, uh, um, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about... Uh, about it. This is a, a new release wall, except that there's no new releases. And yeah, has yeah. been two months and won't be for another two months but yeah. uh we're, we're we're talking uh basically we want to look at the the post-covid uh state of the union so to speak with movies um one of the things that uh i had had this conversation or a version of this conversation about comics uh on cup of tea with an englishman which is uh, uh leonard sultana's like uh video podcast uh a week ago maybe a week and a half ago and uh, one of the things that uh, that we talked about was the fact that uh, there there are going to be like there are elements within this country and, and really in the UK as well who, uh, who think that like oh as long as we just open everything up it's going to be go back to normal by Sunday it's like that that that's not how it's going to work <laughs> um, uh, but yeah so uh, Zach you and I were kind of talking off mic about the fact that so today was the big day that everybody decided to say, okay, fuck it, we're not really reopening in six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, this is... Uh, or no, they are, they are still opening in six weeks, but it would have been four or five. Uh, right now, it's it's June 12th. Originally, I think Tenet was supposed to open the summer movie season on July 17th. Yeah. And now uh, uh, Tenet moved to the 31st, uh, Mulan at present is still at the 24th, which makes that the new opener of the summer movie season, so to speak. And uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff moved all over the place. Bill and Ted got delayed. Uh, Wonder Woman got delayed. Four different Disney movies got delayed, including uh, like some biopic about a historical figure. I can't recall. Um, <laughs> Don't forget I'm, I'm, uh, Russell Crowe's Road Rage film uh, was go. moved to July 10th. Wait a second. Uh, no, I'm just I'm, I'm trying to look at see what it was that got pushed. Uh, and. Ted. <laughs> so Bill and Ted now is going to be opening on. I think it's October 9th or something. It, or it, that said it says a week after um, Wonder Woman. Um, so Wonder Woman's October 2nd, so it would be... Maybe something changed. In, uh, let <laughs> me see what's going on. Because right now, according to comicbook.com, uh, my, my new source of choice, <laughs> they actually moved it a week earlier so that it's the August 14th instead of August 21st. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, on August 21st, it would have been a, a week after Wonder Woman's original release date. Yeah. And of course, the Bill and Ted Three uh, 
Twitter page says 821, which doesn't match Indeed. being after Wonder Woman in October or yeah. being a week earlier on August 14th. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> so um, basically, um, once the fall season hits and when movies like the summer season movies come out, basically start coming out, um, just show up to the movie theater and uh, decide there, I guess, yeah. basically, probably. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that I'm sure that by the time uh, July rolls around and we were supposed to have seen a bunch of stuff, yeah. we will have a, a stable or stable-ish. Until, of course, until, of course, everyone starts going, hey, uh, so uh, COVID's coming back already because we're yeah. all gathering in large groups. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, trust me, that's yeah. it's fucking wild. <laughs> um, yeah. um yeah everything i'm seeing says that uh bill and ted face the music is still oh here's 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 what it is we we misread the oh. deadline headline okay uh the headline says bill and ted face the music moves up a week in august after wonder woman 1984 jumps to october so oh, okay. previously face the music would have opened on 821 the week after wonder woman yeah. Now it's opening on August 14th, the date Wonder Woman would have opened. Um, okay. <laughs> that makes more sense because, uh, first of all, I was saying uh, Bill and Ted doesn't need to open at $100 million to make a profit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it really, I don't know what the actual budget for this was. I'm guessing around $50 million. But uh, it, I, this is a movie that, as long as it has a respectable opening, will make money. Because Keanu Reeves will drag you over the finish line for a movie with a modest budget, and it'll make a bunch of fucking money on home video because there'll be older folks who don't necessarily go to theaters who are willing to buy this Blu-ray to complete their old collection. It says $25 million, so literally it just needs to basically appear in yeah. a, 10 theaters, and it probably will make its money back. <laughs> so, <laughs> it, I mean, that's not entirely surprising. I do know... Um, for a long time that they were saying the thing that had stopped this movie from happening like five years ago yeah. is that they want, they, they were going for like a, a $75 million budget. Yeah. Uh, which kind of makes sense. Cause if you look at the trailer that they dropped this week, it kind of looks like um, it's, it's like a multiverse thing mm -hmm. and it's going to be a little bit like, it's going to be more time travel focused. Which is weird to say because obviously the first movie was <laughs> a lot of time travel, but yeah. like the time travel wasn't especially relevant to the plot. They were just running around, grabbing folks, coming back, having wacky adventures. Um, this movie, it seems like the time travel and, and slash possibly multiverse travel is like inherent to the plot. Yeah. Uh, so it makes sense that it would be a little more expensive. But yeah, it doesn't entirely shock me that like, okay, 25 million, that seems reasonable. Yeah, but I mean, um, also like with like twenty years of Doctor Who between, yeah. um, between uh the the last film and this one, uh, with Doctor Who probably has what like a fifteen dollar a season budget. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like BBC doesn't really have like a crazy budget. Like I feel like they um they have figured out like a lot of the effects and the kind of thing, and also like yeah. we've been the other thing too is that we've been also been helpful that we can been kind of normalized to what time travel looks like in like a dozen different movies and tv shows yeah. basically since then so like yeah. yeah it's funny uh i was gosh i can't remember what it was there was some big set 
in in either Excellent Adventure or Bogus Journey. I think it was the the set where uh, the like the future from Excellent Adventure where Clarence Clemens was. Yeah. Uh, that was apparently reused from some other movie that Matheson and uh, and Solomon had written. Yeah. Uh, and it was like they were tearing down the sets. I was like, no, fuck it, we'll use this for Bill and Ted. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like baked into the DNA of this franchise. It's like, no, we're just gonna fucking cut corners and save as much money as we possibly can, and and try to make a movie for basically no money. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, so in any event, uh, it, it it now looks like uh, Mulan, at least at present, is gonna be our season opener. Yeah. in terms of big blockbuster movies. Uh, within a few weeks after Mulan, we're going to get Bill and Ted Face the Music. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tenet is still in the mix there, but it's it's no longer the season opener. And uh, July it, 31st, right? Yeah, and, and it wouldn't surprise me if that moves again. It, it's a weird thing for them to have moved two weeks, and so it makes me wonder if Warner Brothers doesn't want it to be the season opener. Like specifically, I, it's just like, okay, whatever happens. We're I still let can't find. Other- I still can't find the article, uh, but I read it in a couple different places that uh, uh, Nolan demanded um, that basically a percentage of movie theaters needed to be open before it was released. And I, again, I could be wrong that it was Nolan versus the yeah producer. Oh, whatever. I, I though everything <laughs> we know about Christopher Nolan would kind of push that idea that it was yeah that like he only wants his movies to be seen in theaters versus like i can't imagine if if for some reason theaters closed down forever this film would probably never be seen that's Um, not true though because he's gonna have his world premiere on fucking Fortnite. remember yeah yeah uh the man like okay so this fucking guy who wouldn't mm-hmm. let his last movie be seen in like mm-hmm. 80% of theaters because he insisted on the the Super 8 projection yeah. system or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and everything had to be on IMAX all the time. Yeah. Uh, but no, his he's going to release on fucking Fortnite, which by the way, they debuted the trailer on Fortnite. It's a nightmare. Like I don't I don't game, so I didn't know what yeah. Fortnite's like community space looks like. Yeah. But they released that trailer and it's like you're in the game there's a movie screen inside of the game that they're like showing it on. Yeah. But because you're in a game, there's people like shooting tomatoes and bombs at yeah. the screen. And like, ah. yes, it doesn't actually hurt the screen or the picture because like the, the, <laughs> that takes precedence over your, your gameplay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it is hitting this, like the whole time I was watching the trailer make its world premiere. Yeah. You had all these people throwing tomatoes at the screen and it's like they didn't stick, they didn't, but there were like little red dots everywhere. Uh, and and I, I don't know. Uh, nothing I've seen so far has indicated how the shift in release date is going to impact. Because originally the Tenet premiere on uh, on Fortnite was supposed to be yeah uh, simultaneous with the, the Tenet like global yeah. theatrical opening so basically you're telling me that christopher nolan had a rocky horror picture show basically exactly. release yeah. for his for his trailer yeah <laughs> i all i can say is like everything i've ever read about christopher nolan and again like i always want to preface like respect him as a filmmaker he's a fucking goddamn fantastic yeah, but like there is a there is a whole point of like pretentious as fuck people that you gotta exactly. kind of like like yell at occasionally um 
And, but like the idea that he had that, I don't know like what level of his soul that he had like a (laughs) slowly died as he was watching that. And B what did he have to, what did he get for that? Because you know that he got something, especially considering it's, it's not like dark Knight. It's, which is a 200 million dollar art film basically as far as i can tell as there's no is there is there an actor i'm like i recognize most of the actors in it but there's no name actors in yeah it's it's one of those movies uh in in like classic uh christopher nolan uh fashion there's like you have Marilyn Cotillard and Ellen Page and yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio and everything, but they're all supporting yeah. players to like folks that you wouldn't recognize. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I just I I'm I'm incredibly enjoying enjoying this this process because yeah I, I mean I'm gonna go see the film probably probably opening I don't know like because again I, you it know matters. I feel like I'm gonna enjoy that movie a lot more than I enjoyed his last one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Dunker, right? Was this last yeah, one? yeah, Dunker, yeah, which, which I didn't dislike, but it was yeah. just kind of like it's a good-ish war it movie. It was trying so hard to make yeah. an exciting, like tense moment in history into a boring art picture. It was trying so hard, and like again, like I thought it was excellent. I didn't enjoy it that much. Um, yeah. But in the same way, I didn't, didn't enjoy Inception all that much. Um, I thought, again, excellent film, excellent yeah. picture. I'm not arguing, like, whatever. Like, I no, enjoyed um, the Matthew McConaughey film more than I enjoyed Inception. Um, which I'm blanking the title. Interstellar. <laughs> Interstellar, thank you. Um, like, yeah, but uh, just because it was, I don't know, more creative and it was, like, actually a little bit more... Um, um, Wow, my my movie brain has just kind of shifted off somewhere else, and yeah, it's, that's everyone what happens. Else. I probably just record anything for like two fucking months. <laughs> like, what's what's the name of my favorite director? Mm, I can't remember, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. Anyway, we'll move on from that. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's, um, but yeah. Anyway, we we kind of got off on a sidetrack, which we we are wants to, do. Yeah. but. Uh, ostensibly the idea here is us talking about like what does the theatrical experience look like coming out of uh covid yeah and uh first of all i should i should uh just because it, it is covid themed and uh and and i i should point out that i got my first uh on-screen writing credit on a, a, a live action thing I'm uh, yes thank you uh <laughs> a little two and a half minute uh short called Cooped Up, which is a, uh, a Legends of Tomorrow fan film. Yep. Uh, and I wouldn't, uh, because it's a fan film, I wouldn't count it as being an on-screen writing credit, because it's just like, no, it's a fucking thing I did with my friends on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Except that um, it's a fan film where uh, the guy who played Hawkman on Legends of Tomorrow plays Hawkman in my stupid comedy short. <laughs> and it was directed by Taylor Morden, the guy who directed the last blockbuster and that ska documentary. Yeah, yeah. And and so uh, uh, real real briefly before we get into a serious conversation, what happened there is uh, Taylor did this thing called Project 88, which you guys should all watch because it's great, um, which is uh, he divided Back to the Future Part 2 up into 88 segments uh, and fans remade it, but in quarantine and with whatever they had at hand. 
so it was this weird thing where it's like some some of the people had super great production values some of the people had like literally like printed out versions of the characters with googly eyes on popsicle sticks um and everything in between there's animation there's play-doh there's you know whatever uh there was a potato driving the delorean at one point of course uh, I was one of the 88 people. I did a scene where uh, I, I, I played Marty. It was in front of the, the movie theater there. Uh, but Jaws, the Jaws 3D that comes down and scares him, uh, I used a Menomina puppet from the Muppets. Menomina. <laughs> um, but so anyway, it was, it was watching it. It was just huge fun. And so I, I, I basically tweeted to a bunch of, like, to, to my followers, I was like, hey, any of my Legends Tomorrow friends uh, are creative, let me know. Because I had an idea, and I was just like, hey, let's do like a Legends of Tomorrow like mini anthology as like a love letter to the show. Because the show is so fucking weird anyway that you can get away with doing something like Project 88, where it's just yeah. like, no, like some of the stuff is super professional, some of it is like potatoes. Yeah. Um, and the, the very first thing that happened, I, I messaged Taylor, and I was like, hey, it's kind of a fun thing. Uh, me and a bunch of people are going to do a Legends of Tomorrow thing, and it's based on your Project 88. I thought you'd, be, you'd enjoy seeing it. And he was just like, hey, I don't know if you know this, one of my best friends is Falk Henschel, who played Hawkman on the first season of Legends. <laughs> I was like, I did not know that. <laughs> um, and, and he was just like, I think Falk would do it if you like, sent him a script that he liked. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote this script where he calls Blockbuster looking for a movie yeah and uh it's funny uh falc rewrote it because originally i wanted to give him as much plausible deniability as possible that he was hawkman yeah like i was it was going to be like a fun thing where falc henschel calls blockbuster there's like a joke about it being hudson hawk because like that's the you know hawkman reference that's your humor Uh, yeah yeah, well and and he he changed the hudson hawk joke because he decided that he was going to actively be Hawkman. Yeah. Okay. And so uh, instead of Hudson Hawk, he made it Legends of the Fall to imply that he got kicked out of the Legends. <laughs> nice. Uh, but it's a ton of fun. Uh, you should check it out. Like I said, it's called Cooped Up. And right now on eBay, we're selling the mace that yeah. Hawkman used in the short uh, for charity. Uh, uh, Falk's uh, partner is pregnant with his first child. And... Uh, He's he's got like a a charity that basically helps uh, children of color kind of deal with identity and stuff. That is his like charity of choice. Yeah. Uh, which works out kind of well because we did that we did this thing and then we didn't really promote it in the same way we otherwise might have because like everything happened with the riots and such just as we would have been launching it. And it was just like maybe not the best time for like a bunch of white guys to be like hey yuck it up with us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, but it was COVID themed. Uh, even though he's Hawkman, uh, one of the gags in there was that he's not an essential worker because he'd been fired from the Legends. And... <laughs> but uh, yes. I, I'm happy that you. Uh, uh, I, I'm I'm both happy and also kind of disappointed that you didn't go for the low bar of the either Batman joke. Or the bird flu uh, jokes. Um, yeah. So, you know. Well, it's funny. Again, like, it's funny the the amount of rewriting that happened. Because, like, <laughs> I feel like I went for some of the easier jokes because I didn't know. Like, I didn't know Falk <laughs> at all before this. Like, I, yeah. I'd interviewed yeah. 
not even for Legends. I interviewed him when uh, the first big Arrowverse crossover happened. They introduced the Hawks and Vandal Savage and set up Legends as a show. Yeah. Uh, and so I'd spoken to him once, but it was like five years ago. And so when he like got a hold of me and he was like super game to do whatever, and he sent me like he's like, hey, I rewrote your script a little. Let me know if it's okay. And in his version, there's like a hawk, there's like a, a a mace, and at the end of it, he has Hawkman wings. And I'm just like, dude, if you can figure out a way to do this, all good. Yes. <laughs> nice. So yeah, he he, uh, nothing but great things to say about Falk, who was like, he was good on Legends anyway, uh, yeah. in what ultimately was kind of a thankless role because uh, as 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 much as I love Legends, the first season. The hawk, the Hawkman slash Vandal Savage stuff was, uh, it was tough. It didn't, it didn't work as much as they wanted it to. Yeah. Um, but uh, he was, he was great in the show. He was great in the short, and then he rewrote it to be much funnier because I was trying to play a conservative. <laughs> um, so. Nice. But uh, yeah, so in any event, um, coming coming out of all this, we're gonna have. Uh, a different thing where it, we have seen this weird shift where a lot of films have obviously gone straight to digital. Mm-hmm. You know, you and I kind of talked beforehand about the fact that uh, our entire bizarre confusion about the villain had release date notwithstanding. Yeah. I had thought that like Bill and Ted would have been one of the movies that was more likely to just say, fuck it and go straight to streaming than mm-hmm. it would have been to kick to the fall. Yeah, uh, which obviously either one of the two might still happen, but I do think that like if it doesn't open on August fourteenth, the most likely scenario is for it to go to digital, not for it to go to a later release date because it doesn't need to open huge to make money. Yeah, and I do think that the closer you get to twenty twenty one, the more fraught everything is because twenty twenty one was a big fucking year anyway. Yeah, like it was one of those weird things where twenty nineteen was the biggest year maybe ever for big blockbusters. There was one like every week and a half, and some of them like the fucking Endgame and Rise of Skywalker of yeah. the world were yeah. just mind-bogglingly big. Yeah, yeah. And then this they, year was always going to be like kind of a down year, and the next year you have like the, the new Mission Impossible and the new this and the new that. Yeah. Um. So now that everything's been kind of shifted six to eight months. And you have all of this year's big movies, not all of, but most of this year's big movies hitting early next year. It really is like this weird thing where we're going to have this glut of content after having had a famine for almost a full year. Yeah. Uh, It's worse on TV because obviously TV, you need to bank like six episodes before you can get a new thing going. Yeah. And so uh, some of the the broadcast networks are going to try to go back into production in the next month or so and like act like nothing happened. Yeah. But, uh, a lot of cable networks and even some of the broadcast networks, certainly the CW, mm-hmm. uh, everything's coming out in 2021. Yeah. It's like every single fucking show on the CW, except for supernatural is going to be a mid season replacement. Yeah. It's um, gonna It's It's really going to be wild because I mean, like that's one thing that I've like, as you know, I, I've gone out and covered a couple assignments, um, but otherwise I've just been like watching, <laughs> you know, watching streaming yeah. television. And it's like, please just 
fucking release something. Like, the fact that they keep promoting the boys on Amazon, I'm like, will you just drop the motherfucker? Like, just please. Yeah. Like, I just need it's- that in my fucking veins. Like, I need a show like that as opposed to, I'm like, okay, like, I'm, you know how desperate I am? I've rewatched Chernobyl, which was fantastic. <laughs> it right. was a uh, goddamn brilliant Emmy. Should have been. I don't know whether it was Emmy Award winning. Uh, I have no idea. I don't. I have no sense of time anymore. I don't know whether it was released two years ago or six months ago or two or yeah. last week. But like that show was that 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 series, the miniseries was fucking fantastic. And yeah. like, but rewatching it seems kind of like I don't know self-flagellation at this point. Yeah. Like. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, everything looks familiar. We're we're fucking Soviet. We're the Soviet Union in fucking like 19, in the 1980s. Like, what the fuck? And uh, but like it's, you know, it, it's actually made better. But like, oh, like I'm actually going through I was going through Hulu before we talked. And I'm like, should I, should I do a rewatch of Community? Like, I mean, I've done yeah. seven rewatches of Community like already just because I love the show. But like and it's just like, oh, fuck, man, like. Law and Order, I've watched, I'm pretty sure I've watched all all of the seasons at least twice, just because uh, the yeah. WWE Network constantly has it on. But it's just like, I the idea that like we're not going to have a second season of a dozen different shows for any amount of fucking time. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, you know, Amazon's, uh, oh my God, the, their Nazi killer show. Um, oh, Hunters. Yeah. Hunters, yeah. I was like, what? No, not Watchmen. We'll never get another season of Watchmen, which is both good and terrible. Um, <laughs> like um, I desperately want another one, but also like they should never do another one. One of one of the things that uh, has like that that really just fucks with me. Obviously, I cover all the Arrowverse shows on the mm-hmm. CW, the DC Comics adaptations on the CW for for work, and and I love those shows for the most part. But. Uh, so much fucking shit has happened in the last like two months. Yeah. That like when they finally come back, it's going to be totally unrecognizable mm-hmm. and four months late. Yeah. And it's just, it's so much like uh, just a quick rundown of all the stuff that's happened in that space. Um, uh, first of all, Superman and Lois, uh, which is a new show featuring Superman and Lois Lane, obviously. Uh, it is still coming out. It's a it's it's been greenlit, uh, but now you're not going to have any time between pilot and episode two to make tweaks yeah. because it's going to start film. It was supposed to start filming the week everything shut down, yeah. like literally the day before Vancouver shut down on like uh, March 15th or 16th. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Tullock, who plays Lois Lane on the show had tweeted out the script cover and was like, tomorrow, everybody, it's real. <laughs> and it's like, no, it isn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, like, that's happening. At the same time, Batwoman is being not just recast, but also they've decided that rather than recasting the character, they're going to make the character mysteriously disappear and have an entirely different person become Batwoman. Yeah. Which, for context, if you don't watch the show... Here's a rundown of things. Um, she has a love interest who is her ex from like five years ago, and they have a will there, won't they? The leader of the like local government who serves as like a secondary antagonist is her dad. The primary antagonist in the show is her twin sister. 
and the cliffhanger of season one ended with a uh, like a villain who could change their appearance like not a shapeshifter but like a you know guy who's like able to do that uh, yeah. character called hush from the comics um disguising himself as her cousin batman um so that he can come in and have access to like the the company in the Batcave and all that shit yeah. and mess with her so everything in that show is intensely personal to Kate. I have no fucking idea how that show's going to work with a different character. Like, yeah. it just doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Um, so that's something that's happening. Um, the Flash, which did not get to finish its season, like, it ended with a cliffhanger, which was, it felt like it might have been a season finale cliffhanger, but it wasn't intended to be. It was just good luck. The last episode they shot had a, had a good cliffhanger. Um. There's like three episodes of last season left to shoot at the beginning of next season. Ordinarily, this wouldn't be a problem, except that one of their actors got fired for a bunch of racist tweets. Yeah. Which means the storyline he was in, a huge part of last season, is now fucking blown up. Mm -hmm. uh, and for context, if you're a comic book person, you probably know Ralph Didney, the, the elongated man, uh, his wife, Sue, is a huge part of his character. Like, in the comics, they got married something like a year and a half after the character was created. And so he was created in the 60s all the way up until she died in, like, 2000-something. Like, yeah. she was always a part of all of his stories. On The Flash, they finally introduced her this year, and they yeah. started dating, like, a minute ago. Yeah. And now Elongated Man's been fired. And Sue Dibney has ties to the bad guys who were like the big bad for season six. So when they resume the end of season six, the beginning of season seven, yeah. they can't just write Sue out. Like they can't just do the easy thing of being like, Oh, these two decided to run off together. Whoops. Yeah. Like, no, cause Sue is part of the bad guys. It wouldn't like, it wouldn't like nothing about this fucking works after yeah. you fire this guy. Yeah. Like, and I'm not saying they shouldn't have fired him, but like I am saying, it's a fucking mess <laughs> and put on top of the Batwoman mess. And then the fact that the Superman show won't have any time to adjust post pilot before they have to shoot episode two. Yeah. It's just like, holy shit, all of these shows, it's a lot. <laughs> like, and, also, and while yeah. arrow, yeah. which is like the first show of the whole franchise and like the backbone of everything for the last eight oh. years ended. So, yeah. And the spinoff that they had, they we still don't know if it's getting picked up eventually or not. Yeah. Because they were, it was on the bubble, and then fucking COVID happened, and now the bubble is just hanging there. There's like three shows on the CW that you don't know if they're going to come back ever or <laughs> in 2021 or maybe 2022. It's yeah. it's a mess. So, yeah, uh, everything <laughs> like. This is not a thing, like, again, kind of like we said about the economy. There's a lot yeah. of people in this country who think, like, oh, no, as soon as we, like, we could flip a lever and, like, open the doors and everything's going to be yeah. back to normal. It's like, no. For the yeah. next year and a half, we're going to be feeling all of this shit. It's 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 interesting, too, because like most like everything that you listed beforehand has nothing to do with covid, has nothing to do with Trump, has nothing to yeah, do with the yeah. protests that are affecting our streets. I mean, like a little bit like because there's always there's a handful of actors that have like yeah. decided to like lose their goddamn collective mind and like 
I mean, I will say Hartley got fired for stuff that he tweeted like five, six years ago. Yeah, yeah. But, it, you know, I mean, it's always these things that like, okay, yeah. so people are looking for things and like it's a conversation now. And um, what was it? There was, oh, God damn it. What? Uh, there was a writer on some show that basically went off about Black Lives Matter and then was like, boop, gone. Oh, justifiably so. Um, um, I mean, certainly it's interesting uh, going back to the Batwoman thing. Uh, the name that keeps getting bounced around by the entertainment press and like mm-hmm. the fan press in terms of like who might be the new Batwoman, yeah, uh, is Vanessa Morgan from Riverdale. Yeah, yeah. Who she's like, she's great, she's talented, she's beautiful, she's very nice. Uh, but like, the fact is, she just threw the show under the bus in terms of like Black Lives Matter stuff. What had happened is that some fan had tweeted something to the effect that, well, the reason Ashley Murray got fired from Riverdale is because she was impossible to work with. And first of all, Ashley didn't get fucking fired from Riverdale. She got moved to the spinoff because it was obvious to all involved. Riverdale was not giving her enough to do because she's great. Yeah. And she yeah. didn't fit into what they were doing. Yeah. Um, but so Ashley uh, moves over to Katie Keene. Somebody tweets this and then Vanessa, like, went off on this person and as part of going off on this asshole ultimately like commented on kind of the state of how black people are portrayed in media and the fact that like she is the only black series regular around Riverdale and there's nothing for her to do and she's paid half what the rest of the people are yeah yeah and you know obviously the the, like the the EP the showrunner apologized and said they're going to do better by her and her character but then, like, a week later, it became, like, oh, she's going to be Batwoman now. And it's, like, I don't know if that's true or if it's just a question of, like, this is a great way to get headlines because right now everybody's talking about Vanessa. Everybody's talking about Batwoman. And this yeah. is, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's, that's part of it, too, is that, like, right now nobody knows what the fuck to make of anything. Because, like, anytime you have, like, a big question mark, it's, like, there's nobody coming in. And standing in front of the uh, in, in standing in front of the, the producers mm-hmm. to audition right now. Yeah. So it, it does change the conversation. Like anything, any new show, any show that needs to make seismic changes like Batwoman, it's yeah. like, okay, so do you roll the dice on somebody who looks good in a self tape? Yeah. Or is this going to be a year of like no new stars happening and everybody just goes to like somebody who was good on their yeah. last thing? Well, I mean, never mind the fact that like just basic production of like the beginning production, not even, yeah. cause I mean like you can make a film in three months, you can make a film and like drop it yeah. and, and do it. Like you can hurry up production on things and do things, but like a no, um, no large production shit that isn't, that wasn't already, in underway so like you're talking about like marvel dc that kind of world of stuff yeah um isn't happening so 20 what is 2022 look like outside of the like three films that are like we're already mentioned that we're going to happen and basically we're talking about okay well some production has happened and also some but i mean it's 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 interesting because like you also have to consider like okay so um, how many directors are now under a holding pattern? 
Like how many how many of the big names of um you know normally that you'd have whether it be obviously not a Snyder but you know I mean like that kind of world of directors the guys the you know Abrams and everything like that the producers that yeah um are gonna do this like they start they may have started a film or they were attached to a film and then there was six months basically where nothing's happened and then they're gonna be now delayed six months and what other films are yeah. it's. Like it's it's going to be fascinating because I mean the other the other obviously the the big thing that's also going to happen is that fucking you know what are the chances that November and December aren't uh, COVID you know during this yeah, time period okay. too which is you know I mean, big flu, you know the start of big flu season everything like that happening which is Oscars November December is the Oscar drop season. And the idea that Oscars are going to be like, oh, gasp, we're going to have to allow films that may not get theatrical releases, oh, gasp. Like, yeah. you, you mean you're not going to have to pay for the, you know, theaters and, and the advertising and the whole industry that goes around, um, goes around actually getting allowed even to apply yeah. for an Oscar release? Um, God, I hope that fucking shit changes because of this. Because like that's what that's one of the biggest things. Like I know Tribeca moved it. Like a couple film festivals moved digital. Yeah. Uh, never mind. I still haven't seen any of those films. <laughs> like yeah, I, know. So, I mean, I, like I don't know what the digital means. Everything was free on Amazon Prime. Yeah, but they didn't promote anything. Like it was one of those like. Amazon Prime benefited from getting a press release out of it, where they're just like, "Hey, we're gonna support indie film by bringing this to you live and free." And then it was just like, I, I never saw any of it because I never knew when any of it was actually, I, 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 on I print. go to Amazon Prime almost uh, like every other day and I've never seen one, one thing there. I mean, Amazon Prime is its own entity of terrible advertising that doesn't, you know, I mean, like the boys and I've seen ads for the hunters yeah. and, oh no, um, that goddamn, uh, the digital thing where they die and upload Oh, I yeah, have yeah, yeah. not, not seen an ad for that every single day of my fucking life for the past since they released it. <laughs> like, and wow. it's one of those shows where I'm like, oh, vaguely interested. And the more I see ads for it, the less I'm interested in ever seeing even another ad for it because yeah, it looks yeah. so fucking terrible. Um, it's funny. I, I saw, um, I saw like five minutes of it because my sister-in-law likes it a lot. Yeah. And like just popped in like she's she's really like uh, she pops stuff on just with no real regard for if anybody else in the room is interested. It's just like, oh, the TV's not currently being used. Let me pop this thing on. <laughs> and um, what of the either cars or um, uh, uh, Paw Patrol is not on the television. So put something on. Yes, it's, anyway. it's been a while since Paw Patrol. I, I really <laughs> were, we're mostly in My Little Pony Land again. Oh, there you go. OK, OK. But yeah, uh I, I will say, by the way, uh, Time, uh, the New York Times finally uh, ran a thing the other day about how uh, the the backlash against uh, good cop shows is coming for Paw Patrol, and I'm happy about that because you and I have talked about yes. how much I like. No, Paw Patrol is just fucking conditioning kids to trust yeah. fucking cops, and that's we, not right. We are going to have to do an episode about that, like next week, because yeah. I'll, I'll I'll like I'll watch a couple episodes just to kind of download because um, it. Like at first, when I first heard about it, I'm like, oh, it's kind of like pound pound puppies. Like it's out, it felt had a feeling of that. And no, then the more you I, described I, of that, just more you described of it, I'm like, oh no, shit. No, it's it like really it's weird because they like they they try to make it like superheroes, mm. except that it's still 
dogs, and so they have yeah. like an owner, or at least a, a a like person who takes care. So it yeah. really is like, but when you when you cut all the fat away, it feels like this like teenager is using local government resources to create like this crypto fascist team of superhero dogs um, that's paid for clearly paid for by the taxpayers because like yeah. they. There's nothing in this fucking city that happens without the dog. Anyway, yeah, you're right. We should do an episode next week. <laughs> um, it would be much more fun to get into this in, in great depth. Yes, we, I, I have a um, – I feel like that's the perfect episode that um, I'll have to, like, drop by your house, hand you half of the bottle of moonshine that yes, I have back right yes. there that's been sitting since I was in ten- – since well, I covered we it. Well, we talked about the fact that we want to do it as a kid's movie thing, yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But anyway. Side note, I've never really watched any of Drunk History mm-hmm. um, until today. I watched yeah. only a couple episodes, but I watched the one about Superman and the KKK. Yeah. Um, and then the one about Ralph Nader, uh, like the supermarket thing. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's not great, but it is fun. Early, to... early. The, the web episodes are fucking goddamn fantastic. Yeah. Because what they did was, um, at least as far as I could tell, it was people that actually knew shit about it yeah, yeah um but like i mean they've had a handful of like like actors and actresses where i'm like i'm sorry you don't know about Mil- yeah. you know fillmore's presidency like there's just no yeah. you learned about it and then you got drunk and then it was like and, and it's so like the non-celebrity usually it was like people that are naturally funny yeah. like like writers right like writers room people they're like oh you have this weird knowledge of uh harriet tubman Fuck, let's yeah. do this. Like, let's do you know, it. Get you fucking funny. drunk. I did an interview with Brian J. Jones, the writer of that uh, Jim Henson biography. And it was supposed to be for the first episode of our Muppets like series that I was going to do. Yeah. That I'm still planning on doing eventually. But what happened was everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong with this interview. Yeah. Uh, some of my audio was lost because um, I think my computer fell asleep at one point because we were just talking into the mics and I wasn't touching the mouse. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so like, I can't remember if it's my half of the conversation or his half, but like it's a three hour conversation. One of the hours is gone from one half of the conversation. Um, also the part that is there is off. Like I'm at like 101% speed or something to him. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So like it's taken me for goddamn ever to edit it because I have to like go and just inch myself back to make the conversation sound normal. Mm -hmm. Um, and then on top of that, like I had a couple of drinks before the interview and I did not realize how strong my sister-in-law was making drinks. <laughs> and so like about half an hour into this three hour interview, suddenly I realized like I am not pleasant to listen to. <laughs> and Brian didn't say anything because Brian is a great guy. Um, but but I'm just like as I'm like tweaking shit, I'm like, if I've got to move it back anyway, I might as well re-record my question because what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so it's taking me like for this three hour episode of the podcast, it's taking me like four months to edit it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, that will eventually come. But when I wrote to him and apologized, I'm like, this is the thing that happened. Uh, I'm sorry. It sucks. He's just like, no, it's cool. You know, I'd really like to do a drunk history episode about Jim Henson. And all I could (laughs) think was like, holy shit, that would be amazing. And I kind (laughs) of want to like, as a follow up yes. to my interview, once I finally get the interview out there, yeah. try to try to get him to. to that would be that a fantastic movie. series of just like yeah. doing entertainment, like get 
just even like things that the people know about me, like I want to get Derek Robertson shit faced and yeah. uh, talk about Transmet or something like that. And yeah, <laughs> that was the other thing. The Transmet we did like one episode. Yes. And well, uh, it was like me and Logan started it, and then I wanted you because mm. you a understand Transmet and b understand like riot culture, and uh, <laughs> it just never worked so yeah and and also like at the end of the day the transmet thing i needed the muppets thing to offset the transmet thing otherwise i'm gonna shoot myself <laughs> now transmet is not something crossover, that people should be reading i kind uh, of desperately now that you've mentioned it uh need a muppets uh transmet crossover and have I, you, have I shown you my my avatar from my my work slack i don't think so but so i i tweeted something i can't remember what like two or three months ago about the fact that we wanted to do like a transmet thing and then offset it with a Muppets thing mm -hmm. so that I could like yeah. have some mental health after talking about transmet. <laughs> Derek Robertson responded to my tweet with a like Photoshopped version of Bunsen honeydew yeah. with transmet glasses on. <laughs> and when I asked him like, cause it was like super fast. Mm -hmm. I was like, did you just, have that on your computer he's like mm -hmm. no i made it for you but i love the fucking muppets <laughs> and so i'm just like okay so clearly we need to like have derek talk to us about i mean first of all there needs to be an episode about the sex puppets but also yes. we need to have like bring derek on to talk about the puppets yeah derek um if i ever hit the lotto like just in the past like year and a half like since he's become like a person who i occasionally actually talk to right. as opposed to like oh my god Derek robertson yeah. like i mean he's still like every time he responds to anything i'm like oh my god Derek robertson is talking to me um but like it's the fact that he follows me on twitter and like yeah. whatever and it's, there's an element of that you'll never get like i i still yeah. do that with jurgens in spite of the fact yeah, that we've been friends exactly. for literally yeah. fucking yeah. 20 years yeah and then like when i <laughs> when i named my kid after him he like he I, I called him to be like, this is this is cool, right? This isn't totally fucking weird. And he like he was like, yeah, sure. And he was super <laughs> about it. And like later he emailed me. He's like, dude, I'm super honored. I didn't mean to be weird about it, but like that was out of the blue. And like it's your kid. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, still to this day, when I make some comment about like Reign of the Superman. And Dan responds with some previously unknown insight. I'm like, fucking Dan Jurgens is talking to me about Reign of the Superman right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Garrett Conway's, uh, anytime I talk about Punisher now that he retweets it, oh, I'm yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Like, I don't deserve this. Uh, but <laughs> no, but like, I, I, I made the joke. like, I just, if I ever hit the lotto and make actual, like, have some actual money, I'm yeah. just going to be like, hey, Derek, um, I'll pay you like $1,000 commission this piece. Like, it's just gonna be like end up being like the way that like if i if i'm worth like 150 million dollars 50 million dollars is gonna end up going to derek and i'm just like self-commissioned <laughs> random like yeah it'd be really funny if we had uh um an entire like the first the first uh you know the first um uh comic from transmet but everyone was uh um uh, muppets that'd be fucking yeah. hilarious uh what do you need 20 grand <laughs> Like, yeah, 50, uh, fuck it, 50, here's 50. Your, your entire office will just be, like, a mural that he did of the city. <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I, it would be one of those things where I'm like, no, 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 you don't need to send me the copies. I just need, like, it uh, to be out into the world. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> it's funny, I, uh, I have a, I, I finally got my Transmet page back mm -hmm. that had been missing for forever. 
Yeah. And so I have a, a transmet page on my wall and it is super indicative of how like poor I was when I bought it because <laughs> there's nothing on this page. It, like it's, it's, it's a, it's an important page story wise. Yeah. Yeah. But because everything was done in stats, like, first of all, the image on the television is like four panels of the TV. The image on the television is never there. It's just a black yeah. screen. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, yeah. And, and, then, like, two panels are drawn, or at least mostly drawn, and the other two are just literally straight-up copies with different lettering on them. Yeah. But, like, the other part of me is like, I own a piece of Transmet. It's right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not saying that I'm currently, as we're talking, going on eBay and being like, is there any pages at all? Like, <laughs> They come up pretty often, and actually some of them are not, unreasonable price wise but I, i'm just regretting because the amount of time that we've spent hanging out at rodney ramos's <laughs> um oh and, and like oh. they were always they were always affordable at uh there and i'm just like fuck like i should have just been like i don't really have this money i've never had enough money to spend on a comic book page yeah. because i don't even have like wall you know like <laughs> but i should have just spent it because this is like the one thing like it's been 20 fucking years there's not there's only a handful of movies that i've loved for 20 years that yeah. i've been devoted to and like i still like i have yeah anyway but anyway we're talking about comic books and transmet which is a uh thing that if you guys want um will uh tell us and we'll actually spend some effort and time yeah. to develop a podcast about transmet because exactly i'm shocked we've been talking about it the us. more we talk about it the more i'm like somebody's gonna fucking do it and uh yeah, well, and again be... like we had intent like we should be halfway through it by now it's just that with the <laughs> pandemic um we got distracted by other shit and again like part of it too is i completely lost any interest in like hounding you guys about being on the episodes because i was just like no like i specifically knew that transmet being kind of a dark cynical take on the world um i was going to be too depressed because the world's already worse than transmet um and so i knew i needed to have uh <clears throat> the muppets to offset it because <laughs> you know. so when the muppet stuff was like on pause i was just like ah, maybe i won't chase people about transmet i'll just wait for this to oh god damn it um absolute uh the absolute volume uh number one i need to buy anyway uh so movies um yeah. what else can we um, talk about movies um <laughs> uh, what the one, one thing that i like because we talked a little bit beforehand and like wrote a couple notes um i one of the big thing um and it's funny because it actually blends with notes that i was taking about um police violence beforehand um like the mental health issues yeah <laughs> <laughs> like literally it does it's the same exact note that i had with a previous conversation I had an hour ago with someone <laughs> now but like the fact that like i i i always knew that i like movies were my thing like right. i what i cover and what i do like it is terrible for the most part like there's very little things that i cover that are positive in any way shape and form um and so like one of the big things was never mind the community, never mind it being able to hang out with you, being able to, you know, whatever. Right. Um, but like just the physical, physically going into the move, like still to this day, one of the, um, and of course I'm blanking on the name of the, 
movie. Uh, a, a Quiet Place. One of the best, oh, yeah. like, movie experiences. I, I like the movie. Um, it's not one of my favorite movies. But, like, one of the best movie experiences I've ever had was watching A Quiet Place at the Great Northern Mall Theater, which is not a great theater. No, <laughs> like, they have not updated it in 20 years. But I was the only person there. And, like, if you're if you're ever able to watch that movie in a theater alone, it is one of the best experiences of your life. Because it is ideally set for a theater yeah. that is completely quiet. You don't see other people interacting. And I was sitting dead center in the perfect spot. You know, like, everything like that. Yeah. And, like, I st- it's, it's, like, actually fucking weird because, like, I have a special place in my heart for that movie. Not because it's one of my favorite movies, not because whatever, because it was one of the best movie experiences, theatrical experiences I've ever had. Like, at, like kind of almost completely opposite to um, uh, seeing uh, uh, Aronoff's movie um, with the heroine. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they're sitting around a room, uh, yeah! Requiem for a Dream. <laughs> Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. Where... Um, Oh yeah, you were. It was uh, with Jen. Um, uh, where we went. I oh, actually got to meet him, and but we got there late. Um, and it was. Um, we were in the front row, mm-hmm. watching, all the way back. Nothing. There was nothing but our eyes, sp- like within our eye space, but that yeah. film. So watching, like, watching, injections and everything like that, and yeah. like so, like it was. It was a. It, it, it was, was just a real life version of the end of Clockwork Orange. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was, and it changed, and it per, it warped, good or bad, my perception of watching that film. Right. And it's something that, like, other than like, the only the first time I watched Titanic was at uh, um, my uh, ex's house, um, and with her parents and her family. And for some reason, I was, <laughs> I was in a really, a really sarcastic mood. Yeah, you're shocked that sometimes I I'm not in a sarcastic mood, um, but uh, like, and I just tore the movie. Like, I was fucking on. I was on yeah, yeah. every moment. It was like MST3K, perfect. Everyone was cracking up, and like, I'm pretty sure that's the moment that my theoretical one day mother-in-law fucking decided she hated me. Like that <laughs> movie. Like, like the father-in-law was laughing. The brother, the brother-in-law was laughing. Like everyone yeah. was like. I was fucking dead on about every single moment. And like, I don't think I've watched that movie since because it was like such a perfect fucking experience. And I'm like, I don't want to ruin it. But like outside of that, like outside of like that one thing, like I can't think of another time that I'm like, yeah, movies. um, I see them at home. And like, and this is obviously a, you know, home theater, (laughs) home video theme podcast. But like the fact that like, the fact that like, I haven't been able to see anything, like I didn't even get to see Bloodshot. I didn't get to. Or not, uh, I didn't get to see any of the the films right. that were, you know, Invisible Man. I haven't. I still haven't seen it uh, at home because I fucking refused to pay twenty dollars for it. Um, I think. But yeah. I think I own it now. <laughs> um, I, I, either way, it's, I, I, yeah, it's, you know what? I it's a rental price now, but it's, um, it's one of it's, like, it, well, oh. it's not only rental price, but also Universal sent me a screener ah, um, once it was finally out on Blu-ray. Um, actually, uh, a fun thing I did not know when we merged with Viacom yeah. is that because, uh, not we in terms of the podcast, but yeah. my day job. Um, <laughs> uh, we have an announcement here. Um, yeah, right? We're all fucking rich. <laughs> but no, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> and also our most our most listened to episode, the one where we tear into Transformers, is mm. is no longer on the website. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, no, but uh, yeah, my, my day job merged with Viacom, and uh, now I get free Paramount movies every week. Um, I don't remember what we were talking about before. Oh, um, Invisible Man, that's what it was. Well, it's just, I mean, just the idea of, like, you know, how much uh, how much I've missed. Um, I mean, it's been, I, I'm sure it's been a little bit different for you because I've gotten yeah. out of the house more because I've covered, gone and covered things, and you have somebody have at home that's... Time, like, I have a million fucking people living in this house. Yeah. And so while you get out of the house more, like my house is less of a like dead zone than yours. Is. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a, a mixed bag. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's, but it's the fact that like, it's, it's very weird going out and not having that as an option. And like, and yeah. it's just one of those, I'm like, I don't like, I, I've gone out and been like, I guess I'll go get takeout because like, I need to just get out physically yeah. out of the house. Like, my dog now finally loves uh, driving in the car, so like there's been a handful of times where I'm like, I'm just going for a drive because. I mean, the like, drive-in near you just opened. That's true. Uh, a little disappointed because like I specifically contacted like every source I had for the drive-in in Fulton, um, and uh, um, and they never got back to me because I was like, oh, I really want to cover your opening day and everything. Right. That's it's one thing. Week, though, I, right? Isn't it tomorrow or today? I guess? I, I guess it would have been today, right? Um, I don't know. Um, because again, they never covered me. Uh, there's, yeah, yeah. There, there's, there's uh, uh, close encounters of the third kind. Oh, fuck it. There was, there was, a, there was another movie that was hitting relatively recently. Uh, I don't think it was Jaws, but, um, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, but, um, that's, that's actually one thing that I'm kind of, I, I wish that there was obviously the fact that there's so few drive-ins and yeah, it is close encounters by the way. Um, but, and there's so you know, they're so on the edge. Most of yeah. them are like surviving in any way, shape and form. Yeah, um, but this one literally is like, we can only take cash, no credit cards. Yeah. 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 Um, but like, that was like one thing that I was just like, Oh man, that's exciting. Like maybe they'll start getting like, if I was dropping a movie, I mean, cause I mean like one thing, like obviously most, you know, like a lot of the new releases that we cover new releases are um, straight to DVD, straight yeah. to video sort of mm-hmm. movies. Um, and I thought that maybe one, some of those weren't going to be able to get be like, Oh, that'll be the, like, fuck it. Like we'll actually yeah. try for a release now because nobody, we don't have to compete with Marvel, DC, yeah. um, parent, you know, all the big production, Wars, whatever. Yeah, like yeah. I haven't seen that. And which is kind of disappointing. Um, like maybe, uh, maybe we'll see that in a couple weeks. Um, like when everything starts re- releasing up in, uh, into July. Cause I mean, I'd love to be able to, I mean, like, um, like the last film that we reviewed, uh, the, um, same boat or same boat. Thank you. Um, same boat. Like that would have been it, like, this wasn't me being super smart. This was because, uh, I'm incorporating <laughs> same boat into one of my uh, legends of tomorrow sketches. And so, <laughs> Because time travel. That's that's a drop. Um, <laughs> I'll I'll, I'll uh, uh, so the nobody's gonna get the joke except for me. But like, there's just a scene in one of these sketches where there's a prop, mm-hmm. and it's the cover of uh, Mott's book from the very end of Same Boat. But it's Amaya Jiwei, one of the characters from the first couple of seasons of Legends, instead yeah. of Mott. <laughs> so, I mean, I I respect a esoteric as fuck 
<laughs> and and I, I will say this because like this I'm gonna put this up tomorrow or the next day, so it will be only a day or two before the final thing goes. The end of my framing device. My framing device. I won't explain it exactly, but like there's a, a framing device that I star in, where I'm watching all of the fucking shorts on a TV. Yeah. And at the end of my framing device, I'm like trying to get out of it, yeah. and so I'm like flipping through the channels. And so that's what a lot of my in-jokes are coming from, where I'm, like, flipping through the channels, and instead of having a sketch that somebody did, it's just, like, three seconds of some random thing that I put together. Yeah. And uh, I worked with an animator to get one of them where uh, there's going to be a Velocipaster reference. It's just, like, a dinosaur and a couple of ninjas attack, and he, like, swings his tail and knocks the ninjas out of the way. And then he spikes the lens, and he goes, bloody hell, in uh, Matt Ryan's voice from Constantine. <laughs> um. So yeah, it's gonna be fun. Uh, this, this, this weird. If you like uh, either Legends of Tomorrow or totally random bullshit, either way. Uh, and I do have, I have a, a a celebrity cameo that somebody has agreed to, and I sent the script, and they have not gotten back to me since then. So either my script is fucking terrible, or like on Monday I'm gonna get a random call from this person. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'll say this: if you, if there's a celebrity in if you watch this Legends of Tomorrow thing I'm putting together on Tuesday, and there's a celebrity that says the words Bayrod Brownie, um, that that's the person who I I, I sent this. Fuck. <laughs> I was just thinking we should try to get uh try it's too late, but obviously trying to get Matt to do uh, Matt Faber to do something oh, shit. That's <laughs> just idea. for the full esoteric nature of it. Like try to get him to do a line from uh, that uh, okay. Jewel movie that he oh, was in. Well, the, the, I'll, I'll tell you off camera what this this little cameo is. Um, I have I have a lot of like little random things that I'm like nobody's gonna like nobody's gonna realize that I actually got the CinemaSins guy to record <laughs> one random line for yeah. me. They're gonna yeah. think that I just pulled it from somewhere or that it's not really the CinemaSins guy. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. no, there is a thing in this where the CinemaSins guy just goes Legends of Tomorrow, ding, <laughs> and that's something he did for me as a favor. <laughs> Um, this is the appropriate way to use favors. I'm just exactly. saying, I guess. Yes. Uh, I actually, I, I had that conversation where I was just like, uh, I asked somebody to do a thing for this little anthology. And I'm like, look, man, uh, the only reason I'm asking is because like, it's for fans. I know everybody's bored right now. And like, there's a charity component because we're selling all these props. Like we're selling the mace, but also like selling the original art to the comic book tie in. And I'm selling the, like the, there's a, a, a specific, not like a standard blue uniform uh, blockbuster shirt, but there's a specific blockbuster shirt that I wear in the scenes for the framing device uh, that is esoteric. And it is like vintage. It actually comes from a store, but it's a weird one you haven't seen before. So we're going to sell that. And so like we're, we're selling all this random shit for charity. And yeah. so I can, I can like more comfortably re- be like, Hey, can you give me three minutes on the phone? Because like, here's the thing we're doing. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, um, have you have you seen anything that uh, like? Well, yeah. During this, this time? I, I started to, to talk about this and I got sidetracked. Okay. The fucking legends thing. Um, beginning on uh, June nineteenth, so next weekend, uh, a movie called Followed, which was originally slated for release in uh, April, yeah. is going to be coming to drive-in theaters exclusively. Oh, cool. Uh, it's like a thriller obviously social media themed. Um, and it's one of those, those things where like, 
the the cast is Matthew Solomon, John Savage, Sam Valentine, Tim Dreyer, Caitlin Grace, Kelsey Griswold, Christopher Ross Martin. None of those names mean anything to me, but when I look at the stills from the movie, I'm like, oh, that girl. Yeah. And so uh, it's one of those like you'll you'll if you watch a lot of indie film or a lot of like cable television, you'll probably yeah. look at some of these people and be like, oh, that totally I I like her from X, you know. Yeah. And that movie uh, is going to be opening in a bunch of uh, drive-in theaters. Um, the closest one to us is in Watertown, at least as of right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's opening in like 125 theaters, a couple in Florida, one in Georgia, uh, a bunch in Ohio, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Utah. Um, and then the following week, it's opening in more stuff, uh, including a shitload in California and a couple extras in uh, Nevada and New York. So um, you can check out that. It's from Global View Entertainment. Uh, the publicist who did that is the same guy who I think hooked us up with uh, um, Philosopher originally. Nice. Uh, so clearly this is a film that we will end up hearing more about. I'll probably try to get us a screener so that next week we can talk about it when it's hitting drive-ins. Nice. Um, and you can find the website and the list of drive-in theaters, if you're interested in that kind of thing, at followedhorrormovie.com. So, uh, but yeah, I agree with you. I would like to see more of that. Yeah. Uh, the reason that I cut you off is because as you were saying it, I knew that I had at least one and I think two um, movies that I've gotten emails about this week that have that. Arclight Cinemas, uh, who own a handful of theaters around the country, are mm-hmm. also doing a, drive, a drive-in experience. Pop-up drive-in theaters for The Rental, which is Dave Franco's directorial debut. Okay. Uh, I don't know anything about it other than that it's Dave Franco's directorial debut <laughs> and that uh, they have tried to get me to watch this movie for a screener for like a week and a half now and I have not had time and I keep saying yes I'm going to do it and then when I go to watch it my screener access has expired because it's like 72 hours <sighs> and I stick around yeah. so I have to try to do that over the weekend so that I don't I haven't wasted all of these people's time um but yeah, it, it, you can look for followed uh, at the website I just gave, and then also there's a show, or there's a movie called The Rental coming from IFC Films that uh, is going to a handful of drive-ins. It doesn't look like as many because it looks like it's exclusively through ArcLight. Yeah. But uh, that's gonna get some kind of drive-in release. Um, honestly, like not gonna lie, I don't have the same hard-on for the theatrical experience that like filmmakers do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I obviously I, I enjoy being in theaters because I enjoy like seeing movies with an audience and getting like the the, cra- the crowd reaction as long as they aren't totally fucking obnoxious. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I I would not object to like us doing most of our episodes through drive-ins this summer. Like I I have I have drive-ins theatrical like at home. And honestly, at home is mainly is at the moment because I don't have a good experience. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I have not. I've been continually for the last like two years been like, oh, I'm gonna move. No, that job fell through. No, I'm gonna move. Yeah. So I've never invested and been like, fuck it, I'm gonna spend the whopping three hundred dollars that these days yeah. on the like the fifty decent. inch TV. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's just like I keep putting that off because I'm like, uh, no, I'm going to wait until I have until to do like... the same thing for the office here. Like one of the things I have over in the corner there is my, at my standing desk, I have like a setup where I have a TV and a VCR and a, a PS2 so that I can watch DVDs. Yeah. Um, I do not have a Blu-ray player in the office. 
And what I need to do is I need to spend like 500 bucks total to get a decent TV, hang it from the wall over there instead of having it sitting on top of the VCR. Yeah. And then uh, buy a new Blu-ray player to put in the other room so that I can bring the old one from 10 years ago into here. <laughs> yeah. Um, because it's just the nature of my job is I really need to just fucking bite that bullet. But I don't want to because yeah. I don't like spending money on stuff that's going to be in the fucking work office and nobody else in the house is going to benefit from it. Yeah. I also just, I don't have in my, like the one place I can actually watch, uh, like a movie is yeah. of my own, like is my room and it, I don't have a couch. Like I have an office yeah. chair and my bed. And so it's just That's like, it's too. a being yeah. a I mean, like, again, my TV's literally at the standing desk. It's not even like it's the place where I sit mm-hmm. down. Uh, but again, part of that is like my, my office is still a guest room sometimes. Yeah. And so in a year or two, when this is like our house and we're buying it from the in-laws instead of just being here, uh, I will remove this bed and replace it with something that I can use as seating when I have to watch a screener. But for the time being, it's it's not super conducive. Yeah. I'm actually Googling on BJ's right now and just being like, fuck it. How much is a 50-inch? No. <laughs> like, like, I go to Target every once in a while. I'm like, oh, my God. It's like you get a refurb or a return or something like that. And it's like, yeah. how do I not spend 250 bucks on a fucking 50-inch 4K television? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like – I and it like and it's, and it's hard to like, okay, so $250 is a lot of money, but – it also, like, we come from the time period at which a 50-inch television screen was, should have been $9,000 yeah. for a shitty one. Yeah. <laughs> like, or just non-existent. <laughs> like, no, you can't get a 50-inch television. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, like, I keep looking at 43-inch ones, and I'm like, oh, it's $220. And you're like, okay, so, but a 55-inch 4K HDR uh, LG smart yeah. television yeah. – at BJ's is three hundred and fifty dollars for. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that is not a part. I got. It's kind of about the show. Anyway, but yeah. We're we're kind of all over the place today. Anyway, we we thought that we were gonna because we talked for like half an hour before we started recording, and we thought well, <laughs> that's gonna make us be on point. No. And that's the problem. That's, that's always the problem. It. But. But um, yeah, no. Um, I. What am I? Th- I'm like I actually haven't seen. I've been actually kind of disappointed in myself because one of my goals was like I'm gonna see a bunch of shows and a bunch of move and a bunch of movies that like I normally wouldn't have. I got yeah. Hulu, Hulu, which had like a bunch of you know indie indie type shows, and yeah. I'm like okay, like I even bought a couple movies on um on Vudu. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I literally was watching um one movie which I was looking forward to, which was uh This Day Shall Come. Um, on Hulu, which is just, it's just on Hulu. Um, and it's good. Um, I'm not disappointed in it, but I was also like expecting a little bit more. Um, but it's, it's quite, the trailer is a condensed version of what the film is. So it is what it is. (laughs) On the other hand, it's right. I watch, (laughs) on the other hand, I watch, I I, I would recommend it, um, in general. Like it's, it's a film you should watch. Um, especially if you have Hulu, like fucking it's free, like fucking watch it. But like also on Hulu, The Lodge, this has been like, for some reason, a film that's been promoted a lot. Um, it is a goddamn atrocious horror film. (laughs) Like just fucking bad. And it, but it's one of those like higher end thought, like, 
yeah inte- like trying to be intelligent it's about a um um so like a husband cheats on his wife with a woman the wife kills her kills herself and then like in the film like two minutes later they're at a lodge um like in the middle of fucking nowhere in the middle of winter for some reason and like the two kids which just just had their mother die yeah i like i think shooting herself in the head and like i think they found the body if i remember correctly um like are like hey by the way here's the mistress um here's my here's my girlfriend that i've been dating um and the reason literally the reason why your mother that you clearly loved murdered herself um Mm -hmm. oh by the way i'm sorry i gotta go work in the city so she's gonna hang out with you and um um and she's gonna watch you oh here's a twist by the way um uh not something i'm gonna tell you but you're gonna find out at least as a as a as a viewer you're gonna find out yeah uh she used to be in a cult so she's a little uh, in her head um and um then the the kids understandably um i'm sorry i'm gonna spoil this whole fucking film because it's so fucking annoying bad um start fucking with her um and so like they like play pretend kill themselves and which is obviously a thing that's kind of hanging over her head that like she caused the death of a of a person um and uh but yeah so and then like but she has a dog which the kids also like fuck off with and basically murder but like not in a like like they just put it outside and but it's the middle of fucking winter it's in some it's like in fucking maine or alaska or some shit um and like the cell phones don't work and uh there's a big snowfall and they can't get to the like i guess town i don't know like it is the most confusing film like the like the the villain of the film is clearly the husband who is almost not in the film at all other than like maybe 15 minutes of the film and is like maybe a handful of cutaways where he's like trying to call the stepmother or trying to call anyone and then can't get anyone because oh yeah fuck i forgot the cell there's no cell phone reception at the fucking cabin i just said fuck kids sorry you're mourning um uh from your mother murdering <laughs> himself uh here's the woman that caused it yeah. and uh yeah fuck it is uh for some reason talked and and like it's talked about in a positive way um for the most part yeah but I, it's i've on- seen like positive like general vibes about it i had i didn't know anything about it until you started talking it's so bad like it is like it's a film that i ended up like my aunt uh, watches bad mm. films every once in a while. And, like, it's, like, bad films or MST3K or, like, Turner Classic Movies. Right. Um, and those are the three things that you watch. Um, uh, and so, like, MST3K I'll always stick around for. And the bad films, occasionally I'll be like, fuck it. Like, let's see where this goes. And this one, like, I missed the first, like, I think eight minutes of or something like that. Uh, so maybe, maybe I missed some, like fucking huge plot point then i'm like oh that was the reason why this whole film makes sense but no um like there's <laughs> things like they go out wandering out into the there's a lake that they're like the that the lodge is on right and they they like decide at a random point they're like oh this dog is missing so we're gonna go out even though we have coats back in the house right we're not gonna put them on 
We're going to go out and wander looking for this dog, which, by the way, is a fluffy white dog, like a uh, Bichon Frise or something yeah. like that. So, like, in the middle, like, it is, it's just so terrible. I mean, it's not as bad as uh, The Boy 2, um, oh, which yeah, is, the, yeah, or, yeah. you know, the horror film. The Brom and, thing. Brom, yeah. But at least that film is, like, funny bad. Like, it yeah. is so, because it's a fucking doll that's, like, technically murdering people sort of thing yeah. um, but it's not moving um and so it's not like chucky where it's like oh classically whatever but it's uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> but like that film like was so shockingly terribly bad and the fact that it had um oh my god tom cruise's ex um uh, Katie Holmes. <laughs> Katie Holmes. Oh my God. Uh, who I love. I love Katie Holmes. Um, and uh, like she's, Wonder Boy is Katie Holmes. Yes, Wonder Boy is Katie Holmes. Um, and she's terrible at it. Like she, it, it's almost like she's like I'm offended by having to be in this film. Uh, like this is what I had to do because I I decided to marry Tom Cruise. I have to be in this film. Like that's how <laughs> she's being like in the entire film, and I kind of enjoy it because because she's like clearly like I could have been a fucking like I could have been in fucking three Christopher Nolan films, but no, I had to I had to marry marry Tom yeah. Cruise. Like fucking hell, like. <laughs> It's just so, it's so fucking bad, but it is, it, that at least like, I don't know, get like a little drunk or something like that and watch it because it's so fucking bad. Don't pay for it. Dear God, don't pay for it. Um, but, but at least that one is bad. Um, yeah, no, but, uh, th- like it's like, other than a handful of TV shows, the great on Hulu is, oh, uh, fucking fantastic. That's a lot of fun. Um, like I am really thoroughly enjoying that. I, that's actually one that I've been like, I'm only going to watch two episodes or one episode of at a time. Um, as opposed to like space force, which I'm like six or eight episodes in. And I'm like, I just need to finish it at this point. Like, I feel like there's some level of conclusion because, uh, this is like, and otherwise it's a standard comedy that has those actors in it. Um, right. and it's fine. Um, I, the problem is, is that, uh, seven episodes in spoilers a little bit, um, it turns into the, um, um, st- uh, the daughter is the asshole, um, because her father is seeing other people like sort of story, like right. where it's the teenage daughter who's like fucking 18 is being a fucking complete prick for no apparent reason, like beyond what a, like being in that situation previously in my life, um, beyond uh, what a teenage, not, well, I I was never a teenage daughter that, that, that I'm going to be honest about that. Just, um, but like being a like step, you know, step kid or whatever, like, uh, yeah, it's just, it's one of those, like the, the whole, like, okay, so the father's trying to just figure out and juggle a romantic life and a job life. And so the course, the kid is being like out of the blue, fucking out of the blue being like, you're not spending any time with me. And it's just like, wait a minute. The last seven episodes, you've been like, I want nothing to do with you. And suddenly (laughs) it's just one of those, like it's, it's bad writing. It's lazy writing. And uh, yeah, so that, 
that show. That's those are the three sh- things that uh, I that I remember watching over the past three months. <laughs> because, uh, good times. because quarantine uh, fucks with your head. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Even though we have ha- we have said basically nothing, I, I feel like I should probably uh, we should probably pick this up uh, in a day or two and do another episode soon because. We've been on for like an hour and a half, and I feel like I'm probably about to fall asleep because it's one in the morning here. Uh, any 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 final thoughts before we uh, uh, wrap up and then kind of dive back into this insanity in a couple of days? I don't know. I mean, other than um, um, defund the police, uh, fuck 12, and uh, yeah, I don't know. That's about it. Yeah, we uh, we that's a, that's the thing. We, we got to do a uh, we got to do an episode that's like. Uh, do the right thing and uh, mate Juan, yeah. <laughs> or just rewatch a couple episodes of Cops uh, since then oh, canceled, and yes, just be yes. like, how the fuck did this exist for th- like thirty 20, years, twenty seven seasons or something 33. like that? Thirty three, well, thirty two because it got canceled before thirty three debuted, but yeah, um, uh, by by Paramount TV owned by yes. my yeah. company, yeah. yeah. So. Although technically the parent company had nothing to do with it until fairly recently. Because they they just licensed it, they didn't produce it. Yeah, yeah. And so Especially like they considering got too, like the creator of it has been decrying it at least since what Bowling for Columbine or something like yeah. that. Like the, like I remember him being interviewed by Michael Moore like a decade ago, being like, "Yeah, I created a fucking monster. Yeah, <laughs> like it needs to be ended." <laughs> yeah, it's it's a weird like uh, I actually I binged that entire uh, podcast miniseries running from cops this week. Have you okay. seen? Have you listened to that or not? No, no, I haven't. It's pretty good. Um, it's basically this guy who, uh, he was a former reality show producer, and not like anything super big. He would do like a, like a STEM themed like kids reality shows. Yeah. And he was ta- like he he talks at in the first episode or two about how like you can look and like the fact that the chase is always in the first third, and like the black guy is always in the first third. Mm-hmm. Like this is all this like you as a reality show programmer, like when he was doing the kids stuff, you always have an explosion in the first third. Yeah. yeah. So that like, then it catches, it keeps everybody in. Yeah. And so like, it's, it's this thing. He was like actually a person who enjoyed cops. Um, but who, uh, as a reality show producer was kind of like, what makes this thing sustainable for 30 years? Yeah. And then once he started like talking to people and doing his research, he's like, Oh no. Oh, this is a nightmare. Yeah. And so there it's like a I think it's a seven part podcast. And yeah. like the first four are basically just like his descent from like casual cops fan into like yeah. this has to end. This is yeah. horrible. And then the last two episodes are like, oh, my God, it's so much worse. Now there's live PD. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's actually I mean, it's actually interesting that like because uh, I mean, maybe we should actually talk about this like next episode and like right. talking about like within the guise of everything because i've i'm i'm addicted especially like the big thing in quarantine that i've been absolutely addicted to is law and order uh within the guise of and i was i forget who i was explaining this to uh um but like the reason i like this show and i think in the same reason why um a lot of lefties that i uh including myself that were friends with it during the bush administration we love 24 yeah is because at the end of the day like what it, it, and in the same way that like hashtag resistance liberals love Aaron Sorkin dramas. Yeah. Um, it, it, it gives you 
entertainment of something that you distrust but should be able to trust. Yeah. Um, like I fucking hate everyone involved. I should hate everyone involved with Law and Order. Like, yeah. but every single time I see Lenny Briscoe, I know he's doing the right thing. Yeah. Like I, I mind you, obviously this is like 20 years old at this point, and he's yeah, been I dead know. for 15 or 10, 10 years or whatever. But like, I don't like Law and Order SVU anymore. Like, right. but like, um, but it's the same, you know, I mean, it's the same deal with 24, like during the Bush administration, the fact that, um, um, at the end of the episode or at the end of the season, he would get his due justice. And yeah. sometimes he was pardoned, he was whatever, but he would turn himself in. He would fucking, yeah. get, you know, whatever it would be. He knew that he was, what he was doing was illegal. Um, right. and that's one of the problems with everything being more reality show based, even the TV show CSI, whatever like that has have more of the editing style and that sort of thing now, but yeah. live PD was uh, canceled, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and uh, like, just funny because like I read a whole thing about, because, but one of the big things with live PD was the fact that um, they had had as in had pr- footage of a police murder. Right. Um, on camera. And they deleted the footage. Yeah, they deleted um, it and then rationalized yeah. it by saying, yeah. well, our policy is anything exactly. that doesn't go to air is deleted so that we can protect the <laughs> the uh, privacy of the citizens. Exactly, yeah. And Never like, mind, yeah, like, I, I'm fine with, like, oh, the guy, like, you know, ran from the police and, you know, committed jaywalking, whatever. Fucking delete that. Whatever. Never mind, like, are you fucking kidding me? Hard drive space is that expensive? Are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Well, but, also, like, a I mean, murder... Like, let's, literally let's a shooting. It. I'm like, no, you keep that shit. Not only because you do next episodes, you spin off shit. Like, as a as a producer or whatever, like, if I have something that is, quote, unquote, hot, like, or a clip like that, like, that yeah. includes violence of some kind or interaction or whatever, you keep that. I keep, I keep stuff that, like, when shit happens to me or this happens to a witness, that shit goes on, like, a, a different hard drive as in, yeah. like that's something that i know i'm gonna have to pull from at a later point yeah they're fucking lying no (laughs) like 100 or they're the worst or they're the worst live tv show producers in existence which is 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 they just like cops have have deals with the police departments Mm -hmm. where the police department has final cut and so i'm sure what it boils down to is they i'm sure they have it somewhere and they're 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 like if they ever got subpoenaed and people actually had to look through their shit they'd have to produce it but beyond that, like, it's just a question of, yeah, we're never, ever going to be able to admit to having this unless it's convenient for something. Yeah. Yeah. Just like um, just like uh, um, fucking hell. What's the name of the producer? Um, Mark, whatever his name is, that produced uh, Donald Trump shows. Oh, Burnett, like, yeah. the amount of like fucking B-roll and shit like that that oh, must yeah. exist. Um is goddamn incredible but uh since you know he's so invested in in trump being you know who he is they'll it it will either it genuinely has been deleted like it is like those hard drives have been demagnetized and thrown in a fucking bonfire this or thrown in a fucking the same place that like terminator 2 was thrown into (laughs) like the t-1000 along with those hard drives um or they he's holding them as like you ever fucking say a thing about me yeah exactly Um, i will drop these i will drop these on fucking youtube and i won't give a shit (laughs) Uh. anyway 
All right. On that happy note, I'm going to go to sleep because holy yes. crap. But uh, uh, thank you, Z. We will uh, we'll be back soon. Uh, by, be back here by noon on, let's say, the second day because I think that we're going to have to do a real episode uh, yes. <laughs> in two days. And, this was and, not a real episode? Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, I mean. It's, we talked about movies. In we did. Theory. We talked about a lot of random. And really, this is just the, like, this is the data dump of, like, we haven't talked about fucking anything in a month and a half, and now we have to do this. <laughs> Exactly. But, we will uh, have to, uh, there's been actually a bunch of movies that I've been, uh, like, requesting, and I actually, I don't know if you've gotten a response from some of them, but I haven't got actually a response from any of them uh, requesting the, you know, our, our like, uh, you know, our indie films, and I haven't I, gotten a response. And I haven't been requesting a lot because I've been so swamped. Uh, yeah. But we'll have to we'll have to make that happen. I'll have to dig back into a couple and like see if I'll I can ask for them because there actually has been a couple indie ones. Excuse me, a couple indie ones that I actually have been interested in. So. Yeah, yeah. All right, sir. Uh, we will talk to you soon. And, and audience, uh, always remember to rewind your cassettes, and we'll be back uh, very very soon. A C E N.